You're listening to Out of Bounds with Dota. Lose your eyes. What up, what up, everybody? Hope you had a great weekend and your week is off to a great start. We're back with another episode of Out of Bounds. The guys are here. Mark and Steve joining me today for this uh, wonderful podcast. Hey, y'all. What's Hi. up? What's Did you guys up? have a good weekend? I did, yeah. It wasn't bad. Not bad. I wasn't too bad. I was reminded this weekend um, why I hate going shopping. <laughs> um, I'm not bragging, but I've lost, yeah, a f- I fucking I, hate that I've lost a few pounds, so I had to buy some new stuff. Uh, some, new, pants. some new shirts. No, I, I've already got the tight pants. Was it Costco again? <laughs> no. Uh, I'll name the mall, which was Somerset. I won't name the store. Uh, but I was there, and I'm shop- I'm buying like six or seven new new shirts. I wear you know button downs for work and weddings and whatnot. So I'm there. I got to get some new l- l- stuff that fits a little bit tighter. Mind you, I've been shopping at this store for probably 15, 20 years. I mean, it's they've renamed it. It's just it's my style. It's my fit. I know the fit. I'd recently bought some shirts there. I go into the dressing room, and the lady working back there sees that I've got these new shirts and stops me and says, Ho, ho, I need to get you sample shirts. Have you guys ever heard of sample shirts? No. I have never heard of this. And this is why I never go to Somerset Mall. The the, the snooty Mm -hmm. attitude you get there. She says, no, 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 I need to get you sample shirts so that you can see how they fit before you go ahead and start opening these new shirts and pulling the pins and the paper and the... And the plastic. Oh, you're, oh and, you're doing that. You're pulling. Well, that's that's where they are. They're, those they're, dress shirts, yeah. they're not on a rack. I was so annoyed with this lady because I'm like, man, these are these are my sizes. I know them. I just I want to make sure that the color looks right with the suit when I have it on. And she's like, no, no, no. She brings it back. Now the sample shirts don't match the color. Right. They're like all different colors, all different sizes. And I'm tra- now I'm now it's more work for me. Now I have to go and try to match. Okay, this color. Is that color over there? But it's this style of. I was Jeez. so incredibly annoyed. I farted three times in the fitting room. <laughs> At least you relieved yourself. I was just. I my, my wife was like, "It's fine. It's her job. She's just doing her job." I'm like, "No, her job is to put it all back when I'm done t- trying it out." Yeah, that's. I, that, am I being am I being an asshole? When I'm buying those shirts, I'm I have my measurements, so I find my measurement and then I just take it, buy it, and go. Right, and they've they've. I never take the pins out and all that stuff. I don't ever do that. I had to make sure because weird. some of them are named a little bit different. You know, yeah, no, I some understand. are s- stretch this or extra slim here or super slim there. It's right. like they, they've named them, made them more complicated. Yeah, yeah. I just, at first I thought maybe I was just being an asshole, but then I said, nah. You should have <laughs> let one rip in front of her. <laughs> I should have. I've done it a couple of times, take the pins out, because you never know. I mean, you want you don't want to go home and then have to come back and return it. And Right, because certain shirts, like the, the size fits good everywhere else, but the sleeves are super long. If you need to wear that with a suit, they get wrinkly. It's it's too much. But I was reminded of why I hate actually going to, the, this is why big box retailers are, are going out of business. Yeah. It's just, it's not fun. Um, you know, when I'm buying stuff from Dick's Sporting Goods or NBA.com, I already know my size. I get it shipped, and I don't have to worry. Order about it. online, get it at home, That's try it. it on in your comfort yeah. of your own home, and yeah. send them back if you don't like it. You know, we we're just trying to get out. You know, it was yeah, decent, yeah. whatever. But anyways, yeah. uh, speaking of annoyed, there might be some NBA basketball fans out there uh, annoyed. The first round has uh, officially wrapped up. Um, and actually, the second round has already started in some in some cases. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the. The one series that went to seven games that was on the brink of who knows what, and that's Cavs Pacers. Um, all credit to the Pacers; they they really gave it to Cleveland. Um, I don't know that I don't know that the Pacers are the best team in the East, but they certainly competed and they played they they played hard enough to deserve a game seven. They blew a game early in the series that could have gone their way, and who knows what would have happened. And they came out and competed in Game Seven. Uh, you had a, you know, all-time performance out of LeBron James. Um, the way it played out, it was kind of everything you expected. You gotta, right. you gotta give Indiana all the credit in the world. Taking that Game One is the reason why they went seven. Right. Um, Depot last year wasn't even on the map. This year. Becomes an all star when he leaves Russ. As soon as he leaves Russ, he becomes an all star. Hey, hey, hey. And now he's getting, <laughs> and every year he's going to get better and better and better. This kid could become a superstar in the league right in front of our eyes. You got to give all the credit in the world to Indiana. They almost knocked out the king. 
they almost knocked out the king it's that's that's how amazing this team was this these playoffs they just they totally caught everybody's eye well but, a lot of young young guys running around over there for indiana and well almost, coached. almost knocking out the king doesn't mean as much today as it has in the past i mean I mean, he nobody needed, expected this. He needed 14 out of Kevin Love to barely survive this game seven. He he finally got some support, and and it was mediocre. This is it, it, by by no means to write home about. Well, not to downplay, sorry, Steve. Not to downplay Indiana, but Cleveland should not feel happy about this at all moving forward. They should. This is more of a loss than a win. They're taxed. They're they're the role players are not doing their part. You think it's going to be easier with Toronto? Yes, they um, own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. they're, they're. What, they, what, they are happy as could be right now. I, I would, if they were playing Sixers or Celtics in the next round, I would absolutely agree with you. They own the Raptors. LeBron James owns the Raptors right. in the playoffs and the regular season. Pacers are more gritty, like they. Right. Yeah. So I, yeah, they won't have a problem with Toronto. I don't think. Pistons remind me so much of those those championship. Uh, I'm sorry, Pacers Pacer. remind me so much of the Pistons. Is what I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. You know that that hard hat, like go to work kind of team. They. They were busting their ass, man. They were on the floor for loose balls. They were playing gritty defense. No lead was safe for Cleveland. That's you know a lot right. to do with their D. But the the, the grittiness and the, the, that go to work attitude from the Pacers, they didn't back down. I, I think this. I'm with you with that. You know the matchups is a big deal in these playoffs. Yeah. no matter who you play. I mean, just thinking about it right now, the Pacers matched up pretty well against the Cavaliers. Absolutely, and I think Toronto might not match up as well because. There's no Lance Stevenson over there in Toronto to disrupt, you know, the mind of the king to, to you know, get him all flustered or stressed yeah. out or frustrated or whatever you want to call it. Um, but if these uh, role players don't do their part in this, I don't know. I, it, it, he's got to play the whole game. He's got to score, LeBron, that is, he's got to score over 40 points a game to barely win in a seven-game series. Like, that's got to be taxing. This is This is not supposed to happen in the first round for LeBron. This is supposed to happen maybe towards the end of uh, yeah. uh, you know of this of this run, not toward the very beginning of it. So well, and now the Cavs go on and they 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 got to start on the road um, yep. in oh, this yeah, series, and right. they got to start yeah. on the road in this series. And if they make it past this one, they'll be starting on the road in the next one. So um, they uh, it's an uphill they, battle. They, they've got their work cut out for them. I I have told you I you know a couple weeks ago I haven't picked the Cavs to come out of the East. I don't think they're good enough. I don't think. They they've played well enough. Uh, there's too much talent going up against them, you know. And you know the Pacers weren't even the team that I thought would 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 give them trouble uh, in terms of. I just not think LeBron is there. too good. He's going to carry them to the finals, but it's just going to be too He's much. He's got to do too much. He's he, got to do too does. much. This just uh, subbing in Tristan to start the game helps their defense. What's what are they lacking in? De- what are they Interior lacking? Defense. What are they lacking more? Offense or defense? Obviously defense, right? Yeah. There's no lead safe, right? So what does Tristan do? Why is he on the bench this whole playoffs? And finally, say. finally comes in in this game seven and, and yeah. plays a pretty good game. Well, he had that whole issue with the the yeah. baby mama drama and you know the Kardashian Get out and play. curse. They don't, he, he, that's well, what he would. Hey, I'm probably with you. They think got, he should do first. First thing is first. If I'm stressed out, I'm going out to play. Yeah, I, I have to I, sit on the bench and think about it more. I yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if Coach LeBron liked him in the game plan or or not. But Coach Lou, you mean? Oh, no, yeah, I mean yeah. Coach LeBron. LaFlop. No. <laughs> Did you see that? Did you see LaFlop? Yeah. Wow. I saw the greatest I saw the greatest tweet today. Uh judging by LeBron's facial expressions, he's never committed a foul ever I, I in mean, his entire career. We know that everybody oh argues a call, God. but he is just every like he never commits a crime. No, like, not everybody almost, argues the call. I'm saying like, they all do that. Cause, cause Harden, you watch, Harden does. Like I mean, but I watched like that. you watch a, a classy queen. guy like Steven Adams for Thunder. Right. Well, he, he would follow a guy and just raise his hand and say, Yep, put me down for that one. Yeah. Um so all right, so let's let's look at the next round. You've got Cavs going up against the Raptors. Yep. Um, you know where I stand on this. I, I already told you they they own them. I'll give it six games. Yeah. I, I don't care about how many games it takes. Right. I don't think that that matters. I, I picked the, the Cavs to win this series. Um, I think they lucked out in terms of the the matchup. Having to face the Raptors over the Sixers or Celtics is huge for them. I don't know how much they were looking at that and maybe of course playing that way down the that. stretch in yeah. the regular season for their seating and their positioning, but. Um, just too good, um, and I just I, I I have not gotten excited about Toronto at all all year long, and I just can't. I, I can't was just looking at the matchups as far as their front courts compared to, you know, when you're looking at Toronto next to 
Indiana's. All right, Indiana's got Oladipo in the front court, and does he really have a second like not, not like really. Lowry and DeRozan? That's so a that's, good that's one-two punch. That's, that's the advantage that I would give Toronto, say, over in Indiana facing Cleveland is their front court. Um, but I mean, Indiana's a better team all around, I think, than Toronto. So I think it's going to be an easier um, task for Cleveland in this particular round. Right. I have them going to the to the finals, so that's I'm going to stick with that still. But we'll see how it happens or what happens when they play in the finals of the Eastern Conference, and that could be the real challenge. But this one, I think, all all said and done, I think it's a, it's going to be an easier task for Cleveland. I just playing see, Toronto rather than what they just faced against Indiana. I see DeRozan going off, getting his. Um, I think Lowry is just going to be non-existent. Like yeah, he has. He's, he's, he just doesn't show up in the playoffs. Um, especially against the Cavs. He doesn't do it for me at all. And I just, you know, he's, uh, yeah, for a one-two punch, he's he's the weakest two punch you can get oh, yeah. going up against LeBron. So, Steve, you got how far you got this series going? You, six games. Six, yeah. yeah. I don't see a sweep. Um, I don't think the Cavs are good good enough defensively to sweep. Um, you know, anything magical can happen. I I suppose they could win it five. I think six games is, is probably accurate for this this one. Let's move over to the to the more exciting series uh, with the Sixers and the Celtics, which I think you look at that lineup and you probably think this is the future of the Eastern Conference, right? I mean, these these are the guys going at it. You got the um, process. Yeah. <laughs> um, Game one's going to hurt them without Jalen Brown. They said he's got a pulled hamstring or something. Pulled hammy. That might hurt them um, in game one, but the Sixers are going to take this because, I, I mean, I don't know. It, it, it's always like it's tricky to to judge because of how well they're coached, man. And and getting uh, smart back helps their yeah. defense, yeah. helps yeah. helps the, the the energy, helps the you know the rhythm. Right. Um, that helps too. But that coach man over there for Boston, man, he's you can't you can't predict this series. Even though the Sixers look really good and they're deep, and I think it could go six, could probably go seven. But I got the Sixers winning this one. Okay, Steve. Sixers and seven. I'm gonna say. Sixers. Here's what I want to hit on before I make the pick. Um, You have Boston originally. The Celtics. You got to stick with that. The Celtics. Was that before Kyrie? No, no. Oh, after? No, no, no. The the, the Celtics um, are underrated from this fashion. Al Horford, his game is not sexy. It's not magical. It's not fun to watch. But the guy goes to work. Gets the job done. He gets the job done. And I think... Shoots too many threes. I think he is actually going to give Joel Embiid some trouble on both ends of the floor because I think he's the type of guy that people look at and they just don't think much of him. I know they're scouting and all that stuff, but the eye test, you look at him and you're like, no, this guy can't beat me. And You know Joel Embiid. He's a very confident Mm -hmm. ball player. Mm -hmm. He's very, very cocky. Talks a lot of smack on Mm -hmm. a court. Mm -hmm. Um, And I – like you've seen two or three games in this this past series where Al Horford dug the Celtics – out of the trenches to help them win ball games. Jalen losing Jalen Brown absolutely hurts. Um, but yeah, like like we've said, like we've said with the Celtics, they're injured, they're hurt, they've lost so many guys, and they're still deeper than than most teams. That's incredible in the playoffs, which is which is very incredible, and it points to a very very healthy future. Um, that being said, it's not going to be easy. I mean, the Sixers at least against Miami looked pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Um, Simmons, I don't know that. I don't know that Boston has an answer for him. Marcus Smart could maybe get a little bit annoying mm-hmm. with him, maybe get him in foul trouble, um, and that's their one-two punch. The key for the Sixers is going to be J.J. Redick. I've told you a couple of weeks ago, he's playing the best basketball of his career. I told you I'm not a numbers guy, but I went back and checked. He is playing the best basketball of his career with this team. They've yep. opened up the yep. offense. They run an offense that works for him, um, and he is just he's lights out. He's been absolutely lights out. Um, so, but I don't know if you can take out, a, that's, I would say that's their big three. If uh, Sarich, yeah, Sar- oh. but he's, he's been they inconsistent. Were Sixers are, were deeper. I mean, not Sixers, but the Celtics were deeper in their last round, even though they were losing their big stars. Right. Like we talked about Yeah. in this round, unfortunately they're not as deep as the Sixers. So Sixers got shooters on every side. Yeah. They got Simmons that controls that court. Um, they can't stop him driving the lane. 
And then if Embiid still wears that mask, maybe Horford could slow him down a little bit if he's still wearing that mask. <laughs> but if he's not wearing that mask, he's gonna he's gonna destroy Horford down low, destroy him. Um, they're just they're just yeah they're they're expected to go to the East Finals, and that's exactly what they're gonna do with the Sixers. Well, I'm uh, I'm gonna say this goes seven games, uh, and Game Seven is gonna be in Boston, and I'm gonna give Boston the edge there. I think they're very well coached, like we've talked about. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, with an underrated coach. I wouldn't be surprised coach. either way. And actually. I just, I really like, um, I really like that squad they've got there. They, they, they are another one of those teams that just goes out, puts in work. Uh, they put in the, the work ethic. They've got a lot of talent on that squad. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna give that one to the Celtics. Uh, and the process ends in Boston <laughs> in Game Seven. Yeah, I'm with you. So um, we'll move over to the Western Conference. Um, you've got the Rockets and the Jazz, um, who've already played a game, and the Rockets are up one zero in that series. Where do you got? Where do you got the Rockets? So you in got you got Houston with a little bit of some time off, ready to get it back on the court. Then you got Utah that just came off a seven game series without Rubio. I think it uh, they got no chance against Houston. They got no chance. How long is he out? But. I think he's day to day. Like I don't know that they know yeah. when, when he'll be back. But they uh, they can win a couple games with if they get Rubio back. If they don't, they'll probably get maybe one if I, not I swept. Say five. I say five if games. not swept because I mean they they fought hard against the OKC Thunder and uh, Houston's just too 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 powerful, too many weapons, too powerful. James Harden, no one can stop him. No one can stop the guy. He had forty one today. I think it was. If you could travel and on your you, step back, nobody would stop Chris me Paul, either. you got Chris Paul. He's doing his thing still. <laughs> I'm a big Chris Paul fan. Um, Floor yeah, general. They're, they're they're expected to go to the finals, and that's what it's going to be for Houston. Jazz is just – they're young. They're they're well coached. they got a great group of guys. You give them they, any they, – they, they really overachieved, I think, in winning OKC. Everybody had OKC winning this series. Everybody has had OKC going maybe to the West Finals. <laughs> And uh, they upset them, and uh, that's why I mean Jazz could get one, but Houston's just too tough. It's just unfortunate for the Jazz that they have to play Houston right now. Are you giving the Rockets a sweep? I I love I love the point the point guard. I love the runner up rookie of the year. Ben Simmons. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't he doesn't Not play he doesn't play <laughs> for the Jazz. <laughs> Mitchell. I love I love I love Mitchell, and the reason why. I say that is maybe because they can get one in Utah. Maybe okay, I can get I can give them one in Utah. Rubio's got, they all got to play. They all got to be healthy yeah. to have to win two games, <laughs> right? <laughs> to win two games, not to win the series, guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. They need Carl Malone and John Stockton. It's to over win two in games. four or five. Yeah. All right, Steve. Yeah, five games. I say Houston. They're just they're too many weapons. Yeah, I, I, I'm giving I'm giving Houston. A, I, I think they got the brooms already packed for them just too much firepower um yeah you know there's and and the way they're playing like they've been it feels like they've been firing at all cylinders you know second half of the season going and through the playoffs i don't i don't think utah is a good enough interrupter there are no issues there with with houston sure they don't play great defense but their offense is just so incredible and i don't think houston or utah could even Stop that. Utah and plays great defense, and Harden they, still goes for 41. Does that have to do with them coming off a seven-game series? We'll see yeah, how prob- things change probably in not. game two. I don't think it does, no. but it, if you Be- know, if there is somewhat of an excuse, there it is for James you. James he's, Harden, he's not a secret anymore. He's been doing this for three years. He's having an MVP caliber season, so you don't need a scouting report on him. You know what he's capable of doing, and you'd still let him go off for 40. So right. that's that. Right. Um, so speaking of firing all cylinders, uh, Warriors Pelicans, and also in the Western Conference, Pelicans got a spanking, um, and that's with the Warriors without Steph Curry. Yeah. Um. You, are you giving Pelicans any any shot here? They like to run. They 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 run a lot more than what the team they just faced in the yeah. Spurs. Um, that could have caught them off guard a little bit, Golden State, but it didn't seem like it. Um, I think Clay mentioned after the game that he was exhausted, just coming off playing the Spurs. Um, they're not yeah. fast, but they're just tactical, whatever you call Absolutely. the Spurs. So they were more set on a half court. Um, with this 
Pelicans team, they're they're up and down, up and down, and they can keep up with him, keep up with him in, in tremendous fashion. Um, without Steph Curry, it, they looked. You know, I when I seen that they weren't starting McGee. Not that McGee's a, just a phenomenal player, but he's got he's long. Yeah, he can alley oop. He could block shots. He can do a lot of things down there. I thought that would have been a mistake a little bit by Kerr by not starting him and putting Draymond at center. Being that AD's right there, yeah, coming off multiple forty-point games or thirty-point games that he had in the last series, yeah, and he only had like twenty-some points and he he wasn't really you know engaged into the game. He didn't have any. He got a little bit off in the beginning, right, and then to just figure him out. And well, Draymond had a triple double, and it was the complete opposite of what I thought. Um, there's that's just, why Steve just, Kerr is coaching in your yeah, podcast. Well, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Did you, did you think he's going to go for forty against Golden State? I just State? thought he would have a big game. I just well, thought he would have a big game. Well, five, you know? well, don't don't forget, don't forget. I'm talking about you big know, game like 35, 40 points. I don't even think that. Huh? I don't even think he's going to get that. I'm saying, don't, I don't forget. I mean. Hey, the Pelicans swept in the first round. They had some time off too. Okay, this could have been a little rust factor. You know, you can't go from zero to sixty like everybody. You got to be you know, ready to play the there's, there's State There's some Warriors. rust there. there I, I'd I rather think have rest than no but, rest. But that's not the discount. What Golden State? Yeah, they they, they are amazing, and I and I've said it time and time again. It is almost unfair to be that good offensively and also be that good defensively. Um, when you've got a top five offense and a top five defense, it's 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 almost impossible to beat you. Yeah, they had what seventy two or three and a half. Seventy six, I think. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, and you know what? The interesting to to Mark's point, talking about how the Pelicans love to run, and um, you know, watching through that first quarter and a half, it was a very close game. It started out, the Warriors came out on fire, and then Pelicans were just chipping away, and they it almost looked like Chris Webber actually said on the broadcast, you know, which which team jersey is which team jersey, but the way the Pelicans were running their offense, it it looked a lot like. The Warriors, the yeah. way they were doing the back cuts and the way that they were, you know, leading guys with the pass, and they were they're matching up on that part, but they're just yeah, not they matching just, up on just talent. no answer, just no answer, and <laughs> not and, the talent. and not not it wasn't all Draymond Green, um, KD was also guarding AD, and mm-hmm. KD is a very very underrated defender. Um, Definitely, absolutely. he he was he was he was playing solid. Did you you would think Anthony Davis? He's not a back to the basket kind of guy, but you would think he'd be able to overmatch KD, and he can't because he's he's. Even though he's built they, that way, Golden State is just. I mean, you know, I, I don't think they. I got Houston beating them in the West Finals. I do. I still do. But the way they move the ball, the way they they just all play together. Everybody shares. Everybody gets involved. Um, they just do everything that's that should be done on, on a basketball with, with a basketball team like the way they have. And then there's no Steph Curry. There's no Steph Curry, and they're they're, they're dominating. Um, but you know they have to face the Houston uh, Rockets to see what they're really about this year. So that will be their biggest challenge. That's what it will be in the West Finals. And uh, let's you know I don't want it to get there too fast because then we're all over with basketball. Yeah, but right. um, I do want it to get there because I'm excited to see that one. Steph doesn't have to rush back though if they keep winning. I mean, they said he's going to play next game, but. Maybe he doesn't start. Maybe because if you no, if he's playing, he's starting. Uh, I mean, with that injury, you don't. If you don't need him, why play him? I don't know. I mean, uh, I don't. Can can uh, Pelicans get one? Can they get two at home? Um, they do like to run. They Ho- they do have AD. Which Ho- Holiday only had like eleven points. He didn't play good well, at all. Definitely got to play better if they want to squeak out a game or two. But well, well yeah, AD has got to give you thirty. And don't forget, Drew Holiday's also got to show up. He did, he did not show up. No. So uh, that you can't you can't win on one guy's back, as we've learned uh, in the previous uh, round. But AD is is he's a game changer, man. He can be a game changer, but for him to be, the other guys have to also do something. You know, Steve Kerr is is, is bred by Greg Popovich. He's not afraid to, you know, if he sees the other guys can't do anything, he's not afraid to attack the other team's best player and try to bottle him up and force the other guys. But he's also, in some cases, will let that guy do his thing because he doesn't trust that the other guys can beat him. You saw that in the finals last year with LeBron and, mm-hmm. and Kyrie. 
And he said, at some point, we knew these guys were going to get gas when we had to close out a game and, and that thing. So, you know, I don't want to underestimate what Kerr can do defensively in, in, in scheming um, against AD. But, you know, he's he's that kind of player where, you know, your def- defensive scheme is not going to matter on some nights because he's still going to get his. Um, I chalk it up to a little bit of rust and a little bit of how amazing um, Golden State has played. Do you have, they don't look like they miss a beat. Do you give Pelicans any game? I will give them um, – it's all very – it's all dependent on, on Steph. If Steph comes out and and plays, like there might be a, a scenario here where Steph coming back, if he's not 100% when he comes back, he actually hurts them more than he helps them as much as they've missed him mm-hmm. in this series. So if Steph comes back healthy, no, it's a sweep. Mm-hmm. But if Steph has to ease his way in, I would almost – I'm with Steve. I would almost be at the point where if they win game – if they might even test the waters and not not play him in game two, and if they go up two zero, don't even play him the rest of the series. Um, they want to get him in though. I mean, I, yeah, they need to get, to get him. In. He needs he's, to get his game he, legs. He needs right, to you like, know get up with the speed of the game. Right. He's missed you know so many so many weeks. Um, I will give the Pelicans a game, maybe two, just because of the way. No, I'll give them a game, hmm. and that that's a maybe only because you, the way we've seen Golden State get sloppy with the ball. And defensively, sometimes they get it's almost like they get caught off guard. So uh, it, it's going to be a quick one. It's going to be another quick series. The West, they're going to have a lot of time to rest. They're going to they're probably <laughs> going to be starting yeah. the the Western Conference Finals while Game Six and Seven are going on in the East, which is going to be kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they'll balance out because they'll probably have to go seven games. All right, here's the deal. Um, I'm going to give you guys. This is the moment I'm going to give you guys. I'm going to sit back here, relax, and let you guys. Shit on Russell Westbrook because I know you've been waiting for this moment all week. Not me. So I'm gonna let you, Mark. I'm gonna let you go off. I'm gonna listen and then I'm gonna tell you why you're no, wrong. What do you mean? No. I already I gave you my shit about. You've been it. blowing up my phone the last two days. Maybe that's why I let off a lot of steam on our text. But uh, this, this, this is your opportunity. Listen to come guy, at me. The guy has tremendous heart. The guy has um just tremendous talent. You know, but it, it, it's it's so hard to figure out what the problem is. Um, when a guy can go out there and play his heart out, give you everything he has, gives you triple doubles for a whole season, two years in a row, and the players around him, no matter who you put around him, can't succeed with him. I can't figure it out because I don't play with him. I don't know exactly what happens inside the locker room, on the court, I don't. I don't know. I, I can't figure it out. You're like, is the guy selfish? Well, you can't be selfish if he's averaging a, averaging a triple double, right? Exactly. But it has some selfishness to do with it, though, because I don't know if it, it's just like these players can't get in a certain rhythm because he's just a million miles an hour. I don't know if they they have trouble just adjusting to his speed and to his heart. Um. I, I just I feel like they can't find their game and their comfort zone with this guy. And you look at Oladipo, man. He was playing and starting. He was starting for the OKC Thunder. The very next year, he's an all-star. And he's probably going to become a superstar one day. And then, okay, Harden came off the bench, right? But still, he's an MVP. He's one of the best players in the league after he leaves OKC. Durant, Durant, everybody got a plus out of leaving OKC from Westbrook. Everybody got a plus. It's it's in writing. It's I Listen, I'm not doubting his heart. I love that. I love his energy. I love his heart. I love everything about that. And and the years passed, that's what I why I fell in love with Russell Westbrook because I didn't see it enough in the league. And it was fading away since Jordan left. It was fading away when Kobe left. So I love that part. Man, I don't know what it is, man. I can't figure it out. It's hard to figure out because you're not there in person with him. Is it just too much heart? Is that does that even make sense? Is it just too much energy? Like he's just like a Tasmanian devil, man, spinning out there. And he's he's got listen, he's gonna go down as one of the fiftieth greatest players to ever play the game, but he'll never win a title. He'll never win a title. Now if Paul George leaves how does that make him look now? C- considering everybody that's left him before, and now you're going to have Paul George leave him, what's Camarillo going to do? Uh, who cares, really, what Camarillo does, really? 
But you do. But I love Carmelo, but he totally just shit the fucking pants this year. Um, But if Paul George leaves, this is huge. If Paul George stays, then maybe I can think and say, maybe it's just something else. Maybe I'm not seeing that totally because it's a. He's got a chance to go play for a better team, a better system, maybe. And if he chooses to stay with Russ another year after the the failure of the, what they had this year, um, then that could tell you something else. But I don't know. I, I just I don't know what it is. I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm a fan of his, but I'm starting to fade because I'm just seeing it. I'm just seeing everything go the opposite direction for this guy. He'll never win a title. I think all those players you mentioned that got pluses, they all got bigger roles on, on their new teams. Um, I, I agree Oladipo should have did better than what he did. I don't know what he averaged in OKC, but now it's his team in Indiana. So he's going he's gonna to obviously play a lot better. But, I mean, Harden was sixth man, and now he's MVP candidate. So that, that doesn't make sense. But everybody else, I mean, they're just getting more, more opportunity. I don't know. Is, I, it, is it, it my turn yet? Yeah, now it is. Uh, uh, wait, I might have something else. Uh, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. Get, get I, it know, all out now. No, I know. This is your confessional. Get it all out now. No, I don't. I don't have. I mean, get it all out now. All um, the signs are pointing. That here's here's they what cannot I play with the guy. Here is what I want to say about guys who've left and gone on and and had pluses going on. Steve hit the nail on the head. And this is what I've I've talked about all week. Uh, Victor Oladipo. Yes, he leaves Oklahoma City. He's not the number one guy. He goes to Indiana. He's the number one guy, and they they run a system that he can look at what his his usage rate goes up when he leaves OKC and goes to Indiana. They run an offense that he can lead. That's a that's that's a scheming. That's a systematic situation, and that's not that's not. I mean, he's he's been a really good ball player this year, most improved. Some of it also has to do with him going out and getting better. That's part of it. James Harden leaving OKC. He didn't leave OKC because he couldn't play with Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. He left because Houston gave him $200 million. That's why he leaves OKC. Goes from a six-man to make $200 million. What NBA player do you know today who's a six-man or or the third option on that team isn't going to go take $200 million? There's not one player. So it was all the money for him to become MVP. I'm not Show saying. me the money, and I'll become you. I'll give. I'll give you an MVP. No, he, oh, he, he had talent. He, grew. Dude, he came out of. He was a high draft pick. He came out of Arizona State as with with a lot of potential, and a lot of people thought he was going to be a good ball player. You want to you want to blame somebody? Blame Scott Brooks. Listen. Blame management in, in OKC. Oh, he left because he gets the number one. He becomes the number one guy in Houston, and he gets two hundred million dollars. He had two hundred million reasons to leave and go do that. All right, KD. Up three one, you lose. He's thinking he's you, and you've seen this with the way he's he's done his ghost Twitter accounts and all that stuff. He really cares about what people think of him. So he left in what a lot of people think it was the weakest move ever for a superstar, and he went to Golden State to win a championship there. Because you look anybody you've looked at Golden State the last four years, and you said those are those are the champs. Nobody's nobody's dethroning them. And KD looked across the aisle and said the exact same thing. So he jumped on board and went on to win a championship. Who else? Serge Ibaka? How great has he been? Listen, there's the track. Here's the thing. Let me tell you. Let me finish. Let me finish. Okay. Uh, Paul George couldn't get it done in Indiana, right? Was awful last year. Wasn't clutch in the playoffs. He was like 0 for 9, whatever whatever the the stat was. He was just awful. God awful. Couldn't, Couldn't help finish that series. He goes to OKC, and all of a sudden, everybody thinks it's, it's going to be magical. Um, so he goes there, and, and he plays his game. Doesn't show up in, in a must-win game. Goes 2 for 16. He's been subpar. He's been underwhelming all year. He is Why? underachieved. Why? Why? Because he doesn't want to be there. He doesn't care. He's not the number one guy. He wants to be the number one guy. He he didn't know he wasn't going to be the number one guy. It doesn't matter. Going in, this was a rental for him. He knew exactly what he was getting Listen, into. He is playing his cards right. Oklahoma City right now, they're not paying him. They are not even going to try to keep him. So him leaving is not so much about him wanting to leave. It's going to be more about OKC saying it just didn't work, man. I don't know. It about just that. didn't work. You didn't do it for us. He was awful in the playoffs. He had two good games. 
Listen. He was awful. He underachieved all season. I've said this. He is overrated for a big three, the OK, the okay three. Mm-hmm. Okay, Mello was non-existent in the playoffs, by the way. Very disappointing. No, Adams was the three. Very, very disappointing. Adams was the three. Um, Adams, hell of a guy. Plays his heart out. Um, but come on, man. Is Russell it- Westbrook had no help. Had no help in this series whatsoever. There's a reason for that, though. There, there's a no, reason there's why Listen, they can't you want to talk about You want to talk about guys who don't want to play w- with him, right, because he's quote-unquote selfish? Okay, a guy is selfish because he averages 10 rebounds a game. Okay, I'm sorry, 10, 10 assists. But then guys say he's stat padding because his teammates are helping him get 10 rebounds a game. You think if guys didn't want to play with him that they would allow him or they, they would scheme or help him get all those rebounds? They want to play with him. He is the motor. He goes, they go as he goes. That's Russell Westbrook. I don't care that he doesn't want to be buddy-buddy. You talk about it all the time. All the players today want to be buddy-buddy. Hey, hit me up. Let's have dinner. Let's be buddies. Let's be friends. On I don't. I love that he says I got no friends on the basketball court but the basketball. I have no problem with that. And I don't have any problem with him not sitting there calling up other all-stars and saying, hey, come join me and let's go. let's go run the fucking table. I have no problem with that. Outside, you know why? Because out- he wants to do it, and he's going to play Dota. hard, and he's going to continue Dota. to do it. He's got no fucking help. Outside looking in, it would, it's, there's a no-brainer in your head saying, I want to go play with this guy. It's a no-brainer. Outside looking in. Okay. But as soon as you get in, something happens. Something happens within that it just it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It, it There's a track record of all What's these the guys that record? just don't work. What's the track record? Guys who left in free agency to go make more money it's, and win a championship on the fucking greatest super team ever assembled. Do you not realize that KD went and, and joined a team that already won 73 games the year pre- previous? The team he just lost to? So he almost beat the Golden State Warriors. They were up 3-1. Yeah. And they lost. Yeah. So wouldn't you think he would want to stay? And say we can <laughs> no. beat this team together. No, he we played, can beat this team no. together. No, Kevin I'm Durant. Not. Kevin Durant has been saying for a very long time, I have played my cards right. I have never earned this opportunity in to to become a free agent. And this is what it's all about. I've put my time in. I've put my efforts in. I'm gonna go do what I think is best for me. Isn't that a selfish move? I'm not really uh, narrowing it down to just Kevin Durant. Okay. Okay. I've dispelled there's, the other the other three. No. There's, what else you got? Listen, it's it's in the open. It's it's looking obvious, doesn't what, it? What's in the open? There's no none of these players are coming no, out and saying I don't want to play with Russell because Westbrook. you're not going to hear it. Nobody's going to want to say that. You, you listen. Then that's not, not in the at, open. Later down the road, then you're going to hear everything about open. LeBron James and what he did. Later, nobody wants to say anything right now. Nobody because nobody needs that right now. They don't need that drama. They don't need that media in front confronting There's them about difference. that stuff. When when it's all said and done, you'll hear everything. What LeBron's about, and you'll hear everything what Russell Westbrook is about later down the road. Nobody's going to want to say it now because it's it's. What do you mean? It's, it'd be chaos. It'd be craziness, craziness to call out another player, fellow NBA player. It's 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 ludicrous. You can't. So when it's all said and done, and they start wanting to make some money again because they're retired and they want to publish a book, there you go. It's all going to come out. I can't figure it out for you. I can't figure it out for you. You could be right. I think you're reaching listen, for something that's listen, just not there. Listen, you could be right, but at the same time, I could be right. No. Because we, we have no idea. Right. We have no idea. We have no idea what's going on. Listen, there's a difference. No, and, and, and don't get me wrong. Nobody's comparing Russell Westbrook to LeBron James or anybody else. I'm not else, saying that. Or anybody else. With LeBron James, it's obvious guys don't want to play with him because he's too hard on his teammates. His expectations are... But he's way won, too though. high for he's some guys. He's one though, and that's why yeah. people well, still You're come, talking about a Mount Rushmore type of player. I'm not talking right, about right, that in right. Russell Westbrook. I'm not either. The guy's though. a top not... ten. The guy's a top ten player in this league. Plays his ass off. If that's not enough motivation, if you can't get behind that, then I don't know what's going to motivate you. All right, you need a pep talk. You need a pat on the ass. Say good job, buddy. Then, no, then, no. then outside, go play in the G League outside or the WNBA. In, outside looking in, everything looks gravy to go play with the guy. When you get in there, something happens. I don't know what it is. Like I said, I don't know what it is. Something happens inside that pot when it's being stirred. Something happens, triggers something. I don't know what it is. These the OKC so Thunder, the team, the team that's been to the finals, underachieved OKC team with Russell Westbrook that's been to the NBA finals and lost to a LeBron James with with two veteran all stars and a team who was up three one on on the greatest super team ever assembled. 
that's knocking on the door of of success. So what's wh- what's happening? They were there. They didn't get the job done. I don't know what happened. I don't know. They some guys didn't show up. Let me let me th- listen. I've told you I'm not a numbers guy, but I I I, I cannot get over these these stats from the last game of the Jazz OKC Thunder. The one he shot yeah. 56 times? 43 <laughs> shots he wow. took. Wow. He scored 46 points. Uh, Mello, seven points on three of seven shooting. Paul George, five points on two of 16 uh, shooting with me, like five turnovers. To me, it looked like they checked out and they just said, this guy's just going to want to take over. Let him, no. let him do Me- his thing. Mello was, let him do his thing. Mello was benched. Gonna, Mello gonna, was benched. Mello should be benched. He was benched, benched. And, and he was not happy about it. So, chalk, and chalk, I, yeah, and check I'm, him off the I'm board. I'm starting to lose respect of Mello. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to say it for the first time. I've been kissing his ass all his career, loving his game, all that shit. But that I always look at what happens off the court as well and what you say off the court. I look at that stuff. I judge that stuff because you're, you're supposed to be a professional in this league on the court off the court. When a guy doesn't have it anymore, as Carmelo Anthony obviously doesn't have it anymore, doesn't have the legs anymore, it's like he's wearing bricks for shoes. Um, They're Jordans. And uh, the guy has to step back and say, listen, I need to take a different role if I want to have success in this league. And I said this a long time ago on this podcast that Melo should be coming off the bench. I said this a long time ago. This guy will refuse to come off the bench. Refuse to come off the bench. Why? Why are you? Why you do? Do you really deserve to be in a starting lineup? Ego. That's all it is. It's, it's ego. ego. Yeah, it's and, ego. and that's yeah. that's where I lose respect from him. Nobody's ever and, no, and, nobody's ever denied that Melo has an ego. Here's the problem: uh, Billy Donovan needs to be up front with him when he brings him on this team. Okay, because you traded for him. He didn't just all of a sudden show up and say, "Hey, can I play?" Yeah. All right, you traded for him. You went and got him. You need to be clear with him in what his role is. And if you can't do that as a coach, if if Billy Donovan, who I think is is overrated, I don't think he's a very good coach at all, if he can't do that and be honest with Melo and have an honest chat with him and say, this is what I need you to do. And you got to keep in mind, too, Melo goes, now, listen, he's fading faster than I've ever seen a superstar fade, okay? But you go from being the number one option you don't even you don't even drop to number two, you went from number one to number three. That's a hard pill to swallow, and I don't think he's done very well with it. You got a big problem if you're Carmelo Anthony well. before going to OKC to think you're going to be at the very worst number two on that team. He can't be thinking he's number one. I mean, he's, he's no, fucking, no, he knows that. He, I'm saying, he, I'm saying with, with him, he's he's been a career number one guy. Right, I know. And but you make you that make ju- adjustments, but you make that leap right away from one to three. That's that's a tough adjustment to have to make. He's valuable because he gets volume. That's what his job is. That's what he does. Melo's never been a super efficient guy, so you take him out of his rhythm. You take six, seven shots out of his normal repertoire. He's not going to be putting up the numbers that you expect them to put. That's it. I, and and let me get more on, on Billy Donovan and why why they lost the series. Because you know I had big expectations for OKC. When Ricky Rubio goes out early in, in a must-win game six, why you are not double-teaming or getting all over, bringing the pressure on a Donovan Mitchell, who's a rookie, and forcing other guys to handle the ball or bring it up and force them in the in the tough situations. The reason the Utah Jazz offense has run so smoothly in the playoffs is because of Ricky Rubio, the way he's run that offense. Very underrated player. He's probably the third best player on that team, but he's been very efficient for them in the way he runs the offense. When you lose that and you saw it in the first half, they were in trouble. How you don't go in a halftime or even before that? Because Westbrook's coach, going a million miles an hour. That he can't change That team. doesn't play defense. That, that, that has nothing to do with defense. You gotta go. You gotta go and say we're gonna double team Donovan Mitchell, force him in the tricky spot. He went off for twenty two points in the third quarter. He's amazing. He outplayed. He the Listen, MVP, he is incredible. The MVP. He outplayed he, him. He a is rookie. incredible. Remember you said what? Remember when I said? I don't think he outplayed him. It was gonna him. be a wash. He, he exceeded. Remember when I said that? He exceeded you expectations. You I laughed. did laugh at you. You laughed. And at I'm me. still gonna laugh at you. You no. picked the rookie to. Out, hey, I did, and it worked. Yeah, it worked. worked. I, I, see how he does. See how he does in this next series. That was a bold. I was talking about this series. I wasn't talking about the next series. Mark. I was talking about this series. Listen, yeah, the, your runner-up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark. Yeah, okay. And Great prediction about your runner-up of the and, rookie of the year. And I also said that Westbrook would not average a triple-double. 
You did. In this series. Yes, you did. Did he? Or yeah. did he not? He did not. He okay. did not. And that's Mark, why they wouldn't, didn't win the series. Mark, just press play. <laughs> Inside joke. Jeez. <laughs> okay, I think my therapy session on Russell Westbrook I don't know, is on fire. Your cheeks are red. Oh, to be continued. I'm sweating over here. They match your shirt. I'm sweating over here. I'm wearing an orange shirt. I didn't think you'd bring it up. I didn't think you wanted to get attacked on this. No, I told you I wanted to give you a chance so I can prove you wrong, and mm. I did. So congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right or wrong, uh, Detroit Lions. Uh, the mood around the D right now is an interesting one. Um, NFL draft, all said and done, Steve, as our resident Lions slappy. You always say you're a realist. I am a realist. Um, I don't uh, say 12 wins every year like some some, <laughs> some fans. All right. On a scale of 1 to 10, how happy are you with this draft? Let's start there. Um, I'm going to say 8, 8.5. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I was pleased. But um, some fans don't like it because it's not sexy picks. It's right. not these high you know names that you see. But uh, that's why we're not the GMs. And we'll, I trust Bob Quinn. Well, uh, sexy picks. I mean, you go back now. You've got two former Patriots on your team. They've never made sexy picks, so right. that shouldn't be a surprise to Lions fans. But if, the Patriots if, if you know were in that position. They didn't have to make those picks because they they just filled their needs. We, well, we, we 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 can't. We I mean, we obviously need to fill our needs. Right. But we're not the Patriots. We need to. We need these players to play right away and fast. So just because we have two former Patriots, well, I guess three with with that blunt guy. Uh, <laughs> We just the blunt guy. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. I gotta say it every time we talk about it. Uh, so just because we have three former Patriots, it doesn't make us the Patriots. No. Um, here's what I'll say. Uh, we're, we're, let me get this straight. Were the Detroit Lions trying to be the New England Patriots? I would hope. Well, so. if you yeah. want, that's, to, that's yeah. where we want to get want success, to. Success, yeah. That's, that's where we want to get. Lions. <laughs> let's do Lions things. No, 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 no. That's no, why, guys. That's drafting Eric why? Ebron in the first round. Why? No. Hey, stick uh, with the plan. Well, let's no. let's talk about the picks because, or or the needs, I should say, because I've been harping on this for for the past year. No running game. Right. Dead last yep. in, in running game. No running backs to speak of. Lions go out with their first two picks and they get uh, a center. Who everybody? I had the exact same reaction uh, when they drafted. I was like. Who? No, I actually, I actually had him on my mock draft, but in the second round. Okay, can we talk real quick about mock drafts? Yeah. What a fucking waste of time. I, I mean, I like it because it, it makes me like like learn about the players. Okay, and, how many mock drafts did you did you look at? Pro- uh, no, I'm saying did myself. You Okay, you did yourself. Did you read any other people's mock drafts? I mean, yeah. Experts? Yeah, yeah they were all wrong. How many do you think <laughs> you, you read? Uh, Just give me a, a number. Lot, a lot. Probably... Ten more than ten. More than ten. Probably. Okay, yeah. that's it's all ten more than you should have. Yeah, because mock drafts are the most the ridiculous thing I've ever seen in the in the sports realm. <laughs> First of all, some of the experts have had like version ten point Okay, and they are way off. They are. It's a crapshoot. Could they go by needs? It, what the, what the but it's such need? a waste. No, they, it, no, they hit like. It's like three percent. Right. Their right. their accuracy rate. It's such a waste of time. Who's gonna hit though? Like I mean, people with too much draft, time in their hands. But the draft is so <laughs> That's like what I they can, do. That's I their can't job. believe I cannot believe these guys get paid to do this. It is. Oh, they like, get paid to do it. Yeah, I mean okay, these are I'm senior sorry. senior. No, not me. I wish I got. No, paid not to do it. you're doing it. So I'm thinking you're. Oh man. No, no. I'm talking about doing it for free. I'm talking about like the senior writers at ESPN and Fox and whatever. I'm just. It is the biggest waste of time. Like I just. I can't. The draft is so matter of fact, okay, and I don't care that the reporter tells me three minutes before it happens who they're drafting. Like that, like those things to me just don't matter. I want to okay. Who did we pick? Who did that guy get? Who did they take? That's all I need to know. Where does he play? Where did he come from? It, it, it just the, the mock draft. Sorry, I had to go. It's my rant. I've been seeing people post mock drafts. Well, you don't have to watch it then. Like, you just watch the end and the results. <laughs> but I'm just saying it's it's it is it's such a gimmick because nice. they are so wrong on these things. It's the and Lions fan Super Bowl. The, the, the number two, the first two picks were were like way off. No, they weren't on mock way drafts. Off. Oh yeah, well that's what I'm saying on mock drafts. They're just way off. Anyway, sorry. Okay, so needs <laughs> back to needs. I'm, I'm on in rant mode today. I drank coffee. I, I'd switch with a cold brew for a hot brew. I think that's the problem. <laughs> Something's in that coffee. Something's in there. That well, nasty like, like you said, they were 32nd, 30th, and 32nd last three years in rushing. Right. So they needed. Interior alignment. They needed a running back. 
I thought they were going to go defensive line, which they still had Harold Landry on the board, and the defensive coordinator now was a coach at Boston College. Where so obviously they didn't like something about him, or right. just you know. But uh, this Frank Ragnow, I mean, big country boy. We call our Frank the tank. This guy is really <laughs> tank. This guy, but he's uh, powerful. He did not allow a sack in 33 starts wow. at Arkansas. Over 2,000 snaps. He did not wow. allow, allow a sack. So uh, he can play center or he can play guard, but I think he's a leader, so he's going to want to call the plays on offense. So I, I think they'll move Glasgow over to guard and, and keep him at center. Well, I think it's uh, – here's the interesting thing. Um, you know, I've, I've been saying, you know, the Lions haven't addressed the running game for the past two seasons under under Bob Quinn. Um I felt like he kind of sabotaged Jim Caldwell. I feel like he's got his guy now, and it's interesting that he immediately goes and addresses the the, the biggest need. Now, I will say this: um, they've made they made six draft picks. Four of them were were on offense. Two of them on defense. Mm-hmm. Some Lions fans were not happy about that because they they felt that there were needs defensively. Here's what I love though: uh, Bob Quinn did an interview after the draft, and I love what he said because he said. You know, we had we. Of course, you, you're never going to address all your needs in the draft, right? But you have to look at the board, and you got to draft the best talent available at that time. If you overreach on a guy, two, three rounds too early, you are going to be severely disappointed in two years when it comes time for that player to develop because you had to reach on him. So, I do love his approach as as a as a fan. I love his approach because I think it's calculated. Um, it is. Not a even comparison at all, but I do the same thing in fantasy football. I draft the best best player available and figure out the rest. And he's yeah. One other thing he said was um, the game comes down to about five to eight plays that make a difference. Yep. And red zone, goal line, third downs and short. You know, short yard. Yeah, short yard. Which they had no guy to do that. We failed big time. So now this this is going to help. We got a running back that's he's more of like a Le'Veon Bell where he hesitates. You know, there'll be a hole. I love carry on, John. Yeah. I mean, we had to, <laughs> we had to take him because the other what running is backs. Is it carry on Johnson. Carry on Johnson. Right, no, but his first name's pronounced carry on? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's I perfect. Take, like, like, carry no. on. Or no, he, he, should never have to pay, he should never have to pay for bags on a plane ever. Carry on, John. <laughs> he was the F. Carry on, Steve. He was the, <laughs> he was the SEC Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah. So, I, uh, like I said, he's more like a Le'Veon where running backs – they see a hole, they'll hit it, but he will kind of hesitate and then he'll go. But a lot of people are saying he's not fast, but he ran a, a sub four five, so he he's not slow. Well, I think I think if you if you get a, a line that opens up holes and you got a a running back who's more reactionary like that, I don't think you have to be fast um, because like like Quinn said, a lot of times the game comes down to those short yardage situations where you can get one or two or three yards um, because. Look, there was a lot riding on Matt Stafford's shoulders with a, a crappy offensive line and no running game. Made that team very one-dimensional. And you start addressing those concerns. Um, you know, I I don't want to say I'm optimistic. I will say I'm satisfied with this draft compared to, as a whole. I think, I think as a whole, uh, Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia have done a very nice job in this draft. And that's not like me to say. It's it's very Welcome back on the bus. It's weird, man. It is very weird. I feel very strange. I feel very strange right now about my feelings towards the Detroit Lions. Again, they still got to go out and play the games, but right now, in terms of addressing what I thought and you know, first couple of picks, they they addressed those two things that I thought were were very crucial or that one thing I thought was very crucial, which was the running game. And we'll see we'll see what happens. The only the only thing I I I worry about the offense is Stafford's in the shotgun, so now you need a third and two. Now you got to go third and seven or six, you know. So maybe now with this running back, right. they can do an eye formation. Uh, they did get a fullback. I don't know if he makes a team or not, but yeah, um, they're they're really you know he he was a leading blocker for the you know the um, one of the um, best running backs in the country. Well, I think I think what'll be interesting to see is is the way even the way Quinn put it. You know, when it comes down to those couple plays. Um, you're not going to be as predictable. Um, you've got a talented guy in Matt Stafford who can make plays, um, and when you've got when you've got time to throw and you've got time to let these plays develop, which are very uncommon, at least for Matt Stafford as it's been. 
the concerns on the defensive side that people talked about that they needed to address, I mean, I, I haven't paid attention to what Matt Patricia said they're going to run on defense if they're changing they the formation. Don't they, don't they don't know yet, right? They could so, run two men up front with and, five. And they you may, know. and they're going to adjust. So, and, and I'm okay with them not addressing f- – you know, there's still a lot time. of time. There's still time. Exactly. They you got can, free agents that are really good that are available. Right. And that's what he said. Yeah. You can address this through free agency. You can address this through development and, and scheming. And maybe they, they change up the defense they play based on the talent they got back there. And, and you'll have to see how that, that pans out. There, no, I was going to ask you guys, Do you, uh, does this add more wins to your regular season prediction? After the draft, you said last week that uh, I did. I did, but I counted my total after we, I left, and yeah. it was eleven. So, oh, that, that was oh, the, wait, wait, wait! Yeah. Did you say right now, like when we started this, that <laughs> that you were a realist because you're not at twelve wins? I didn't know. I had you were 11. one win away. You picked I, them. I was, you I had eleven. You then, but you have them more than eleven uh, now after the no, draft. I don't have them more than eleven. I, I, I still think ten yeah. and six. They could win eleven if everything falls in place, but I, I still think ten and six playoff would be reasonable. What do I have him at eight? Yeah, yeah. I gotta see. I gotta see. I, I I gotta see more. I gotta see more before I. There's no more draft picks. That was just the <laughs> no, season. No, but the free agency. And, and oh, okay. You see okay. how okay. how you know training goes, and uh, if they you know they they lost a couple guys in in you know workouts last year. So yeah, that's you know can they start the year healthy, and and let's see how this plays out. There may be a game or two there that you know would be close games that they can win now because they can get those short yardage plays and, and be more successful in the red zone. They were awful in the red zone last year. What's your favorite pick? Uh, <laughs> I like that they drafted carry on John. Yeah. That's my favorite pick. I mean, I can't get, I can't get, I can't say my favorite pick is a center. I'm sorry. I can't get excited no. about, about him. I do like that. They, they drafted, um, uh, Johnson, um, that was a he's, need. He's got the perfect name Fifth for, for the position. You just like him because of his name? Or do you know him? No, no, no. I'm just saying. He, no, no. Like Steve said, he was an uh, offensive player at SEC. SEC right? player right. of the year, yeah. Um, fifth round, they drafted Deshaun Hand. That was huge. Um, I really wanted uh, Maurice Harris. Fourth round, I thought it was. No, fourth no they round, gave they up their Tracy. fourth round. Yeah, okay. they, they drafted the safety in the fourth round, which that's the only pick that I'm, 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 I'm like, why? We have our, our secondary – is loaded, so now yeah. I mean, you can never not, not have enough. But I'm thinking maybe somebody gets cut to save some money, because there is a guy in free agency, uh, Jonathan Haskins, who who is a Detroit mm-hmm. native. He played it in, uh, in Detroit, I think, somewhere, um, who could really help the D line. And uh, I think they're going to try to find a way to get him. So damn, your voice I, is sexy. Oh, thank you, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, this guy is—he's a hitter. He's a hitter. He played some of his best <laughs> games against uh, you know good competition. But I just think we could have we could have did more with that fourth round pick. But anyway, Deshaun Hand, he was a Michigan recruit, and then he chose Bama, which, yeah. which obviously well, he won two 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 uh, national championships there. But uh, uh, he's he's a really good player. Uh, plus, his uh, D line coach is now with the Lions, and so is Ashawn Robinson, who he played with two years at Bama. So, well, I think uh, it, it, it'll be interesting. I can't wait to see these guys get to work and. I always get excited for football season, which still feels like an eternity away. So, we'll see. By the way, uh, shout out to Nate Burleson and his introduction. That was awesome. That was. I mean, he he, he went old school. He went Beverly Hills Cop with the Lions jacket, and he gave mad props to Detroit. And I love him for that. He's always been a a great ambassador for the city of Detroit and the state of Michigan. That was pretty cool. Uh, Final thoughts, guys. Anything? All the video footages of the players getting the call in for which Mm -hmm. you know. I, that's amazing to me. I, I it's a love, cool moment. I love watching that. You just see the true, you know, excitement. You know when you know you don't know what's going on. You don't know what they're feeling. You don't know if they're happy right. or they're sad. It's, it's the biggest moment. Biggest you no, know, I know, but like it puts it like in perspective for sure. A little bit. You see their for whole sure. family in yeah. one room and that call, and he's like, like even this guy, the the guy we just got, Fragnow. Um, he was like he was like shaking with his phone in his hand, and his whole family was around him. He was so excited, so yeah, it just amazing. I love that stuff, and uh, even the Pete Carroll one. I don't know if you guys seen when they yeah. when they got Shaquem Griffin. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, because of his brother, and that was that was really cool. Yeah. That was called cool him Shaq. Moment. Hey, Shaq. He's, you know, and he's like all nervous on the phone, and he's welcoming him. That's and cool. Saying, you got to you got to work hard. Life changing. You got to work moment. your ass off. He says uh, when you come here, you know that, right? And I love that stuff. I love seeing that stuff. Is life. the draft still going? Because it's done. 
It's no, done. It's Three days later, <laughs> I turn the TV on. It's still going. Yeah. I'm like, come on. It's done. I love uh, it. That I moment love is it. cool. I hope we have a camera rolling when you get called for a more successful podcast. <laughs> I could. I can't imagine if if I was, you know, a father of my kid. Yeah, that it was, moment. I mean, it was awesome. I would cry like a little bitch. That's really cool. You are a little bitch. <laughs> Thanks. Hey, Thanks. we're gonna leave it with Appreciate that. It. I want to thank you so for listening. Make, make sure you share with your friends. Find us on your uh, podcast apps and give us a rating and a review. We'd love to hear from you. Give us five stars. We're nice guys. Have a great week.